Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Market View on Money FM 89.3. So, as promised here on Fridays, what we always have is two experts in the house here to oh, talk about markets. I don't markets. know if I'd go that far, sir, but go, yeah, continue. <laughs> well, I was actually was referring to myself and uh, Jeff Howie, oh, there of course, you go. There you market go. strategist. Much, much, more, much more accurate, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff Howie, market strategist from the SGX, and of course, as you just heard, our very own JP Ong joining us to take a deeper look at what has happened. And you do the deep dive first, please, JP. All right, setting the table for us, and finally, after two straight days of losses, we see the Straits Times Index back in the green today and we have in, we have grow, grown or risen by about 12 points at, uh, as we head into the afternoon session. This is the final trading day of the week before we head mm. into the Saturday Sunday uh, break and we're now above 3,150 points. Uh, value turnover is very, uh, I'd say anemic at the moment, if, if I may say so myself. 392 million Singapore dollars in total value turnover. So again, traders showing that hint of caution at least here and we're seeing that overall across the broader mainboard and catalyst it's almost dead even, slightly to the green team. 190 uh, stocks, REITs, and trusts that are gaining ground today. There's about 186 losers in uh, this Friday session. But again, pretty uh, uh, pretty thin trading appetites for the most part, but still the Straits Times Index actually gaining ground and also defying this... Uh, this uh, d- downturn, at least, we're seeing across the rest of the region. The Nikkei 225 today has fallen by about 0.3%. The ASX 200 in Australia trying to battle back and is trading just one point in the red, but fairly flat to the downside out there. South Korean Kospi also falling by about 0.3%. And the TIEX today in Taipei down by about 0.7%. We're also seeing just a little bit of a hesitation and some sluggishness out in mainland China. The Shanghai Composite today falling by about 0. Uh, uh, 1%, and we are seeing the Shenzhen Bourse down by about 0.2%. Out in Hong Kong, there's also a hint of optimism for some reason. 135 points up, that's where the Hang Seng is trading at 28,131. So you've got Singapore and Hong Kong pretty much standing out in the region as well as the rest of uh, stocks in, in the Asia-Pacific space take a step back and also following um, the losses at least out on Wall Street overnight. The Dow Jones Index did record gains of about 54 points. The Nasdaq, though, fell by about 101 points as we saw some profit taking perhaps revisit some of these tech shares that have really been rallying. Global stocks remain still at re- uh, near record levels for the most part, but there's still some dogged optimism at least uh, stay, uh, um, keeping uh, share prices up. Inflationary pressures once again uh, rearing their ugly head. We did hear from uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell just a few days ago that mm. uh, he, he that they wanted to keep uh, they they will be keeping monetary stimulus loose and accommodative for some time because they believe the U.S. economy has a long way to go. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, he's the head of the world's largest asset manager, says he doesn't think so. He thinks that inflation probably won't be as transitory as we think. He does think that the Fed might need to act uh, faster. And of course, we also have those GDP figures over the last couple of days. Uh, Singapore reporting a two percent quarter and quarter contraction. China seven point. 9% mm. GDP figures actually below what economists were expecting. You can talk about those high expectations, at least for the world's second largest economy. But perhaps what's buoying sentiment here in Singapore could be those non-oil domestic exports that came out pretty strong once again. 15.9% higher year on year, of course, coming off of the low base that we saw in uh, in uh, June of 2020 when the COVID-19 pandemic still had us very firmly in their clutches. They did note that, that semiconductors and pharmaceutical goods were some of the more uh, outstanding 
gigantic exports from Singapore. So perhaps that's just boosting sentiment here on the SGX. But the big concern, I think, for many markets, not just here, but across the region also, is the rise of these COVID-19 infections, the Delta variant. So we know Japan is about to start um, to kick off the Olympics, I believe, next Friday is when, when the yep. opening ceremony happens. But there's still that rise in, in the COVID-19 cases out in that particular country. Australia, once again, we've, we got the uh, very disheartening news that the state of Victoria might have to go or is under is in the early stages of, an, of, a, of a renewed lockdown, yes, again, because of cases out there. And of course, we can't forget the KTV cluster here in Singapore that's also just uh, casting a bit of a shadow on uh, on the on overall public health sentiment. Um, despite that, though, the STI is still up so far today. And again, repeating this pattern we've seen over the last two days, you start off Monday, Tuesday in the green, you go Wednesday, Thursday in the red, and it seems that there's just a little bit of brightness to end the week. But we've seen this actually play out. We'll see if that uh, if this uh, odd and uh, unusual pattern actually plays out once again this week. But still, the STI for Friday at least up by, by about 10 points. Just to add to that, uh, South Korea today, their prime minister has also said he wants to put more limits on private gatherings. So mm-hmm. there is this cloud, isn't there, coming across uh, Asia at the moment. These numbers are very, very worrying indeed. And also your homeland, Philippines today, uh, announcing cases of Delta variant as well. That's a bit of a concern. It's too. a very big concern, of course, because as we know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, the city of Metro Manila is one of the more crowded metropolises yeah. in the world. So the of uh, risk, at least, of spreading mm. the Delta variant is rather high. But at this point, it's not uh, unusual or it's not a big surprise that the Delta variant's really taken over a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of these uh, COVID nineteen infections. The U.S. has also indicated that the Delta variant's been mm. fast becoming the predominant strain there. Well, we've got an overview there from JP Pyong. It's been an eventful few days. Jeff, what have you made of this week? Yeah, look, it was always going to be tough to back up from last week because we did have a one hundred point trading range for the STI. Mm-hmm. But so this week's the the the, the intraweek moves were much more moderate. Highs of around thirty one seventy five on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then lows between thirty one thirty and thirty one thirty five on Monday, Thursday, and again today. So all up, as JP mentioned, the SDI has added around uh, half a percent this week, and uh, our REITs are even less up around three tenths of a percent. But within the STI, we've had Fraser's Logistics and Commercial Trust, we've had Keppel DC REIT and UOB lead the STI throughout the week, while Maple Tree Commercial Trust, which uh, I should mention provides a business update after the close next Friday, and then Singapore Airlines and Comfort Delgro Corporation, they were the least strong STI stocks over the week. And that's, as you've been discussing, clearly directly impacted by the climb in COVID-19 cases. Not, not, so, not so much at home, um, but also abroad. I mean, to put it in context, re- these regional confirmed cases do continue to climb. And, and while Singapore recorded the 60 cases on Wednesday, mm. that one day also saw Indonesia report close to 55,000 yeah. cases. Mm-hmm. Malaysia reported 12,000 cases. Thailand reported more than 9,000 cases on, on Wednesday. So um, what we've actually seen more in terms of the moves, both here in Singapore, and abroad. The big movers this week have been the commodity and the resource sectors. Mm. Our catalyst listed iron ore explorers and producers, mm. Fortress Minerals, uh, that gained 7% to 71 cents this week. Southern Alliance Mining has gained 14% to $1.13. And much of the moves were attributed to actually this morning's session because we've seen the SGX TSI iron ore futures extend the week gains now to 5%. And you've got both the SGX and DCE China benchmark 
for iron ore forming highs today that were last seen on the 13th of May. And then you've also got the catalyst-listed independent oil explorer and producer Rex International up 15% this week to 22.5 cents. And that's most on the gains made on Wednesday and Thursday before we did see Brent crude oil slide somewhat uh, on Thursday night last night from around $74.50 a barrel down to below $73.40 a barrel when I last looked at it today. Uh, and, And one more stock on the commodity and resource radar that we saw this week in terms of the moves. The Jutian, uh, Jutian Chemicals also up close to 5% this week to $0.09 cents a share. Now, that's a top 40 stock by turnover this year, and it's also our most traded catalyst stock uh, in the year to date. Um, back um, on 14th of May, the group reported, I think, net profit uh, for its first quarter uh, ended, ending the 31st of March was up 30 times uh, year on year. And uh, it's, I think its revenue was up 120% year on year on both sales volume and ASP's average selling prices of its main products, which is formanide DMF. It, it has a diverse range of applications in feedstock, industrial solvents and so forth. So that's up. And look, materials and resources, this has also been the strongest sector in this China stock market over the 2021 year to date. And, and Jutian Chemicals, as we said, has seen a surge in its daily trading turnover um, since reporting that strong turnaround in the second quarter of uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 You know, you said the magic word there to me, uh, Jeff, commodities, actually, and you talked about iron ore futures going up. It could also have something to do with Rio Tinto reporting that output iron ore shipments actually fell in their previous quarter, the April to June quarter, because of storms affecting their operations out in Western Australia. Of course, this could have something to do also with perhaps uh, creating some uncertainties with regards to supply, pushing up iron ore futures. But I do want to go back to that as well, Jeff. You did mention commodities actually doing quite well, but there are now concerns about whether or not commodity demand will be sustained because of the outbreak of COVID-19 infections. We did hear from the World Bank that they downgraded or they trimmed their GDP outlook, at least for Asia-Pacific X, China for the most part. Of course, you coax that against China's second quarter GDP figures that came out. You know, it was below estimates, but 7.9% still very spectacular. I mean, the path for commodities and what it'll mean for commodity-traded stocks, including here in Singapore, I mean, they could, it could go any which way, can it? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you've got to always look at the factors. Is it, It's a demand pool... Uh, event where you have these, I, I guess, supply chains um, and the industrial economy still powering ahead while more of the consumer and services economy have obviously been directly impacted by uh, what's happened with COVID-19. So the, there, the, the demand is there and, 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 and we're, so we, it's, it's paralleled the similar demand we've seen for technology, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, as we, you saw Nodex come in, as you mentioned, above consensus estimate. Um, the June gauge, I think, was up 6% month on month from May, but the electronics export was up 25% year on year, not just the low base, but this robust demand for semiconductors. Um, the, the demand for technology, we saw UMS Holdings and AEM, they both generated symmetrical 3% gain this week. Um, and you've seen AME, AEM Holdings also booked the most institutional inflow at more than $14 million of all the stocks listed on the exchange for the five trading sessions through to 15th of July. And then uh, with the tech demand, you've also got Nanofilm Technologies International gaining 9% on the week. Um, that's coincided with these midweek reports um, that Credit Suisse was increasing their target price on the stock by, I think, I think they increased it by 13% this week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Jeffrey's also uh, initiated coverage on the stock. Um, and 
I think uh, that means the stock, yeah, it has made fresh highs this morning, all-time highs this morning. And the global appetite, I think, for consumer technology was also touched on this week with Apple reporting it would seek to boost iPhone output mm. by 20% in this year. No, that's uh, all all in good, actually. In fact, also some interesting news with regards that might be connected to AEM. The Wall Street Journal did report today that uh, Intel, at least, is in talks to perhaps acquire global foundries for about $30 billion U.S. dollars. Now, we don't know what this will, will actually mean for Intel, but it could mean a bigger supply chain and a supply base. As we know, AEM, also a key supplier, at least, of chip testing solutions, um, uh, to to Intel and uh, and you know while the stock is down today, I mean they're, they're, this, th- these developments could impact them perhaps even for the positive. Yeah, the sector has you know if if you look look over the last few weeks that there have been clearly some subtrends across the sectors and the hardware and the software stocks have uh, you know in recent weeks we did see them outpace the more um, you know the e-commerce and internet related stocks and um, also. You know, you've had REITs outperform for a little while, but then this week it, it kind of turned. REITs did not outperform the STI. Instead, we had those asset light realtors actually perform very strongly this week. That's basically been the case since we had that preliminary estimate for the second quarter of our um, property prices here by residential type released on the 1st of July. You've had Propnex rally by close to 40% to $2.15 at the lunch close. And APAC Realty, which owns the Aero Realty Network, that's that's rallied 28% to $0.82 cents, um, this week. And that, that was, you saw that preliminary estimate, um, which is basically most on data for April and May, show stability and some moderate deceleration in the price increases um, throughout uh, and 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 that we've seen confirmed data, more data yesterday that confirmed there was this stability in June. So we've got the big final print for the second quarter property price index on Friday, next Friday, eight thirty in the morning. But what 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 we've seen is is these stocks that I guess were a little bit more sensitive to um, to the property cycle here and and. Uh, you know, there had been some concerns of potential overheating in the property market, and that, by extension, um, does 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 call property uh, cooling measures to come into the radar again. But what we have seen, um, like uh, with the pro- pro- private property prices, the 2.6 month on month drop in the in the in the uh, pri- residential units um, that we saw decline, uh, that 2.6 percent decline has allayed the fear somewhat. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, that's why you do all this, and I just <laughs> sit back and listen, and I'm so everyone else is as well. That was really good. Jeff Howie, market strategist from the SGX, and our very own JP Ong, uh, joining us to take a deeper look at uh, what's been going on uh, today in the markets and wrapping up the week as well. Market View Wrap. Thanks so much, guys. And, of course, Cheers. we'll be back uh, next Monday for JP, next Friday for Jeff. Thanks, guys. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.